0141-951-1025. It's time to talk football. It's Clyde One Super Scoreboard. Good evening and welcome to Clyde One Super Scoreboard Rangers cruise through to the Europa League playoffs after sweeping Mitchelland aside Neil Lennon again defends his team selection and tips his players to bounce back tomorrow and Motherwell welcome hearts in Friday night Betfred Cup football I'm Gordon Duncan, joining me tonight is Craig Beatty and Hugh Evans. What a season it's been for our clubs in Europe Kilmarnock, laughable Aberdeen, humiliated Celtic Humbled Only Rangers have done their business properly On and off the park Will that now apply to domestic football As well as European football An element within the Celtic support Are in meltdown Targeting Peter Lawwell And Neil Lennon My belief is that has less to do with a Champions League exit And more to do with concerns over Celtic's ability To do nine in a row in our league Either way Craig we're off and running Yes Craig Beatty We certainly are It's been a fast and furious Start to the season And uh, we turn our attentions To the League Cup tomorrow A whole different type of pressure um, But I think Europe Is still very much Hanging in the air this evening Yeah I think we'll receive yeah, Some more calls tonight About the, the European exploits During the week there um, And I think It's going to be a welcome Return to domestic football For, for Celtic And particularly Neil Lennon um, You know they've got a a good tie at home to Dunfermline tomorrow and you know they'll, they'll probably nick a few goals tomorrow and, and try and get back on track after the disaster during the week The number you need tonight to get in touch is 0141 951 1025 We are on Twitter at Clyde SSB so let's get stuck right in because there is a lot to get through We're going to be joined in the second hour by Darren Young who's the East Fife manager looking to see if his team uh, can upset all the odds and stop Rangers this weekend But like I say 0141 951 1025 in the phones Let's get straight to it Let's start with Rangers last night Hugh Keevans mm. um, Very convincing Over the two legs What did you make of them? Yeah totally convincing uh, Blew the opposition away uh, I think they will qualify For the group stage Of the Europa League uh, Everything about Rangers At the moment Is spot on They're, they're signing good players uh, The manager In his second season uh, Appears to have The, the right touch uh, Morelos scoring goals Defoe scoring goals So everything about Rangers looks good And that's why I say The Celtic supporters are seriously looking across To the other side of Glasgow and thinking Oh oh Yeah I'm, I'm sure we will overlap the two at some point If we just take Rangers in isolation at the moment Craig in terms of the performance last night The way they handled the two legs What did you make of it? Yeah very comfortable um, Very very professional thorough performance Um I think the big players are playing I think Hugh's right I think Gerard's really got to grips with him Particularly Morelos And his discipline He's got the good balance here With Defoe and Morelos Been spelling each other Both on fire Both scoring goals um, Ojo's a player That's really really impressed me so far um, Plenty of legs Plenty of creativity um, and, and certainly a, a lot of positives For Rangers at the minute Come on Rangers fans What did you make of it last night? Who impressed you the most? If you could pick one I'm sure there were uh, A few contenders And how does this set you up For the remainder of the season? 01419511025 Stephen Gerrard uh, says the demands mean there is room for improvement Alfredo Morelos scored a double in the 3-1 win To see them progress 7-3 on aggregate But Stephen Gerrard says there is still work to be done Once the game was out of sight and we got too comfortable I think we stopped doing the basics very well And become a bit sloppy, a bit careless And then they get a goal back um, But I think up till they scored we, we were outstanding over the course of both ties and then um, we certainly deserve to, to be in the qualifying rounds They're in a good place, the, the team and the squad Um 
really good atmosphere. I think confidence is growing. Um, I can certainly feel a hunger there. Uh, I would like me, me more experienced players in the group to, to see out games better uh, and to control games a bit better, even when they become easy or are out of sight. I think I want teams to leave here with um, a tough experience rather than remembering the last 30 minutes and thinking that Rangers have got issues and become a bit disjointed. So um, I'm a very fussy manager and um, I thought we were outstanding certainly for 60 minutes but just got a bit sloppy and careless to see the game out. I think the key word in everything that uh, Stephen Gerrard said there, Gordon, was hunger. There is a hunger about the players, the manager, the supporters. It's been eight years since Rangers won a trophy. Domestically, they want that league title. They are prepared to throw the kitchen sink at it. That's why Andy King has become the 10th signing of the summer. The hunger is there, but more importantly, you can be as hungry as you like, but if you don't have the ability, then it'll get you nowhere. But they have the ability and the hunger. Craig, what do you make of that approach from Stephen Gerrard? It would be very easy to sit and wax lyrical after a 7-3 aggregate win against relatively decent opposition in terms of that, you know, this stage in the season and, and then those qualifiers, but he's taken the option to... To actually pick a few faults in the way that they finished the game I would expect nothing less And if I'm being honest I could listen to him I could listen to him all day long I think he's absolutely brilliant I think you know, the way the way he comes across The demands he puts on his players You know, he's lifted the Champions League there And you know, after he celebrated for a couple of days You probably, you know, you better bottom dollar That he was trying to win the league the following season And not dwelling on the Champions League He's just, he's a perfectionist You know, and he mentioned there that He would like his senior players to see out games a little bit better So he's not been overly critical of anybody But just that little statement He's put a lot of demands on them 0141 To have your say On that game last night Gerard did complete the loan signing Of midfielder Andy King From Leicester Straight after the game He says the deal was A no brainer The opportunity came up to Get Andy King in uh, In the last 48 hours And uh, I jumped at the chance For, for numerous reasons um, But to give you a few One is he's a winner A Premier League winner uh, One because he's had numerous caps at international level and um, over the course of the last 14 months I've been trying to build a squad but a lot of players are inexperienced and young and they need guidance and leadership in the dressing room so um, it was it was a no-brainer and financially as well it makes total sense. He can do numerous jobs in, in the middle of the pitch so he can play as uh, Stephen Davis for example and control a game with his passing. Uh, I think he can go box to box, he can play either side of a holder, left or right. I've said Throughout pre-season I'm looking for two strong options in every position I've got five in the midfield area But as of quarter past ten I've got six now and I'm delighted Yeah, it's another good acquisition uh, Rangers are far stronger than they were last season uh, And everything about them looks spot on So uh, I would fear for Darren Young and his Fife this weekend If Rangers have their serious head on uh, They want the Betfred Cup They must do They haven't won anything for eight years Therefore, to take the first trophy of the new season would be a tremendous psychological boost for everyone associated with the club. Andy King, Craig. Andy King, for me, it's an interesting one. Um, you know, there's, there's been a lot of talk about it today um, because of the name, because he's come from the, you know, Leicester and, and the English Premier League. Um, I'm I'm not as excited about it as, as what what a lot of Rangers fans actually are um, in terms of. He started two games last year He started two games since January, sorry He started 11 since the 31st of January 2018 He's not played a lot of football We don't know where his levels are at um, 
you know, when I was down in England when he was at Leicester early on in his career, he was a number eight, he was a box to box midfielder. Laterally, as, as Stephen said there, he's playing as a holding player, he's playing as a number 10. So I'm questioning are his legs as, as good as what they once were? Coupled with the fact that Rangers have already got five or six real quality central midfielders in there, I don't even know if he's going to get a game, let alone be an automatic pick. Well, we'll find out in the coming weeks, I'm sure. 01419511025, that's the number Bob in Irvine has dialed. What did you make of your team last night, Bob? Hi, hi, Bob. Uh, yeah, I thought we were, um, the first hour or so, um, really, really good. Um, zipped the ball around. Um, one, or, one or two uh, players kind of slightly off the pace um, for the last half hour or so, though. Um, the, the match, for me, for me, we faded a little. Um, probably due to the fact that the, the job was, was pretty much done and dusted in the first leg. Yeah, Bob, what are you making of... Let, let's look at some of the individuals, I think, as he often does for various reasons. Alfredo Morelos comes away with the headlines again because it's another two goals which takes him up to nine for the season in only eight appearances. What are you making of him in the early stages of this campaign? Yeah, I mean, the striker, he's all about goals. Um, for, for me, though, the, the, the player, the man of the match last night... Um, was Scott Arfield? I think when when he plays, when he's he's on song, uh, Rangers really tick, um, and and that was an evidence last night when um, you know his, his tenacity in midfield when when he, he won the ball um, and, and slid through Morelos to then set up um, Ojo for the second. Um, for me, um, basically demonstrates what um, what he's given us this season um, so far. Um, and laterally at the end of, of, of last season Yeah I mean Craig we always talk about At every level of football it, it being a squad game And that's kind of what you're seeing from Rangers at the moment um, They were questioned a lot of times last season for their depth um, But last night Glenn Kamara comes back into the starting eleven. We had Scott Arfield who was you know, a sort of central midfield player Stephen Gerrard speaking about now considering him an attacker Morelos and Defoe Chopping and changing doesn't seem to matter How much do you think that depth could benefit Rangers going forward I think it's good when everything's going well But when the chips are down and the results are not coming in It's it's very very difficult to manage Stephen said that he wants two good players for, for every position Which is great in hindsight But that creates 11 or 12 players Who feel that they should be starting every week that are not So you know, it probably shows you the confidence he's got in himself And being able to manage a group And being able to manage individual personalities But he'll have to, he'll have to get it right Or it will become a problem in the changing room but Who's going to knock on his door and say What do you know about football? <laughs> When it's Steven Gerrard So you know the, the, the players will just have to accept that Every this... manager gets it Hugh oh, Don't know if it matters It's who not they are. even in terms of ma- Knocking on the door And, and shouting and bawling at them it, It's down into tools You know getting a bit disheartened A bit you know Losing losing faith a wee bit And, and not putting it in as much as, as what you were That's that's where it starts to affect you As a player and as a squad At the moment though Bob it, It's all looking good in, On a couple of fronts Do you Are you full of confidence That the group stages? Are in the bag There clearly is another Difficult tie to come Yeah Legia is going to be uh, uh, Probably the toughest tie We faced um, In this And really so With it being in the The, the, the playoff round um, Yeah um, Quietly confident um, I'm, I'm, I'm more positive About Rangers um, This season Than I have been For a long time um, It's been um, Been a pretty torrid time through as everybody likes to refer to the banter years. Um yeah, um, I'd like to just pick up on, on, on something you said on earlier on in the week. Mm-hmm. 
the, when he claimed that um, Celtic were, were just far too good for Cluj. I, I'd like to understand Hugh's thought process in that because Cluj are not... Yeah, it was a defensive nightmare from, from, from both sides. But, but obviously going to Celtic Park and banging in four goals, they're obviously not, not shot shy. Um, and, and I think in this country we have, we have a bit of a, a, an attitude of, well, we've never heard of this team before. So, yeah, we, we have to instantly discount them. Um, would you like to kind of get Hugh's thoughts on, on that? Yeah, I thought Celtic played well within themselves uh, when they were in Romania and uh, with the away goal, starting the night uh, ahead on away goals and given the players that Celtic had, as opposed to the players that, who were available to Dan Petrescu, uh, I thought and I still believe that Celtic should have beaten uh, FC Cluj. They had a calamitous night. We'll go into that later on, but Celtic had a calamitous night all over the place and in the end... Uh, jumped to the conclusion with 13 minutes to go that 3-2 would do it uh, and were caught out badly but yeah I mean the, the the lovely thing about this job is that I get to see what I think before the game starts and then you get to tell me I'm a clown after the game's over Bob is this you I mean you're a Rangers fan Bob is this you cutting Celtic some slack because you think Clues are, are better than other people do or? yeah absolutely um, I mean Clues there are no mugs. There are no mugs in these European ties anymore. Um, absolutely not. Um, you know, hopefully we don't find that out um, against Leicester. Um, but I didn't suggest. We'll I, I didn't care. suggest that it, there were mugs. I simply suggested that I believed that Celtic had far greater quality. And if we pull had. out the old budget argument, which we always do when yeah. things go wrong yeah. for Celtic in Europe, it it Celtic should have beaten Clouche. Oh, you take away Scott Brown's. Complete rush of blood Moment of madness in, in the handball Then I don't even think We mentioned Cluj For the rest of the week You know The Celtic Put them out comfortably But for that handball The penalty It changes the whole dynamic Of the game So Scott doesn't do that I don't even think They get a mention The rest of the week Right we will look at that game In a bit more detail We're going to hear from Neil Lennon after the break Thank you to Bob and Irvin Let's hear from Rangers New signing Andy King He plans on taking advice From Brendan Rodgers Of all people After completing his move He says he's ready to fight For a place in that Crowded midfield And says his agent Also spoke to Hibbs Before he made the switch To Ibrooks. I've not really spoke to him About coming here specifically But you know I will do a man who was So successful in the Scottish football You know in the league With with the titles he won and stuff like that so I will call him and ask him about you know life in Glasgow what Scottish football is like and stuff like that but I've not really had the chance to do that at the moment you know like I say I'm really grateful for him for being clear with me a couple of weeks ago um, so he said it's up to me to to try and find a new challenge and, and fortunately enough for me I've managed to to do that in, in you know a massive challenge at a massive football club and, and like I say one I'm delighted to be at I can see from the start of the season you know the team's teams had a brilliant start you know um, three or four great results already but you know, coming from a Premier League team, that's that's what you're used to. You know, 25 players in in each squad, so you know it's even more than two in each position. Um, it's what I'm used to. I'm used to having to fight for the shirt, and and hopefully I can come here and do the same. Did you speak to Hibs? Um No, I think my agent did. I didn't personally speak to them. You know, your agents have talks for a lot of clubs, especially like I say, once a club the size and, and stature of Rangers. You know, like I keep saying, once once I knew they were interested, in, and obviously with the manager and the history and stuff like that, was this was the only place I wanted to come. I mean, Hugh Keevans, Brendan Rodgers today speaking about that move, saying he didn't actually even know it was happening until the last minute. So it, it's not quite the it's not quite the uh, big conspiracy no. theory that we would we, no. that many people like in this part of the world. But nevertheless, but that's a, it. Yeah, I mean, the, for the Rangers fans, glee time. Brendan Rodgers has sent a player up the road to Rangers. Uh, so 
This is the, the city where banter rules So the Rangers fans are be Getting into their Celtic pals About Brendan Rodgers has done Rangers a favour Trying to help them stop nine in a row uh, All of that they can get on with quite happily I do take Craig's point that He's not had a lot of game time However Andy King comes from a certain level And like Jermaine Defoe Who'll be 37 years old in October He will be able to cope Because he comes from that certain level Stephen Davis didn't last year here He struggled initially to come in he, Yeah but now that he's here though And he's found his feet Is yeah, that is that not the hope though? Yeah but it's at the tail end of this He's had the same part of last season And a close season And pre-season yeah. and, and now we're into the, the start of the season It took him till now to get there though Okay Charlie's a Rangers fan What did you make of last night Charlie? Gordon alright Yes uh, what it is, I was at the game last night and I see it a wee bit different um, the uh, Rangers were in command in the first half The first thing is, again Stephen Gerrard winning the game Getting the, getting the goals um, Near enough done and dusted And keep on playing and playing and playing Letting another team back into, back into the game uh, In the second half when they came out See there I played the way they did in the second half In the first 20 minutes We'd have been in trouble. And the thing is, the man of the match, I would say, was McGregor. He'd three good saves. Um, but um, I can't understand Gerard. Um, he gets a game one, and he just keeps on. He didn't show up shop. I said it before when we were there in the air park. He didn't show up shop that time and win 3 nothing. But I mean, Charlie, just overall, right, if we take a step back and look at the bigger picture, Rangers won 7-3 on aggregate. There is a four-goal cushion there. Should you really be concerned about this idea of letting them back in the game? It, it, it doesn't really sound like they were back in, back in anything if they've lost by four goals. See that deficit, uh, Gordon? That can be scrubbed within a couple, about 20 minutes. Yeah, but it wasn't. It happened at their part. They scored two, goals, two, two quick goals, right? See when they were, they, were, they were Rangers fell asleep In the second half They did Concerned say to himself And the thing is They, they had a lot of good chances uh, And I said McGregor uh, Two good saves I feel this one The plenty of time He scored more goals But Charlie. he just kept on Playing and playing and playing With respect and thing, sorry, sorry for interrupting But see another thing is Why can't he What's, what's happened to this big guy Three million well, they don't wheel this guy out and say, right, shut the door up. I'll tell you what's happened to him. They don't need him at the moment, Charlie, because yeah. they're winning European ties 7 3. With, re- with, with respect to Charlie, he is nitpicking and moaning for the sake of nitpicking and moaning. Uh, and he lives in a hypothetical world. If this had happened, but it didn't happen, and Rangers did win by a four goal margin, and if McGregor made good saves, that's why he's there. He's a goalkeeper. And there will be occasions during the 90 minutes when the other team will get a shot at goal. So it's a total failure to appreciate that Rangers are now into the playoff round, that Rangers are looking stronger than did last season, and Rangers are a legitimate and serious threat to Celtic winning nine in a row. The rest is just nitpicking and moaning for the sake of it. 0141-951-1025. Thanks to Charlie for the call. We're going to hear from Neil Lennon. He was doing his press duties today, asked again about that defeat against Cluj midweek. We'll tell you what he had to say next. Clyde One Super Scoreboard with Thompson's Personal Injury Solicitors. Getting you full compensation is their goal. Talk to Thompson's.com. 
Craig Beatty and Hugh Keevans here with me, Gordon Duncan, and tonight's Clyde One Super Scoreboard. Lots of happy Rangers fans on Twitter, as you can imagine. Karen Gray says, At the match last night, proud to watch it. Superb talent, clear passion, competitiveness between our players. Looking forward to the coming season. And Roberto, he was there last night as well. Superb performance. Only worries the left back. Love Gerard to go and get someone else in. We have the makings of a good title winning team. That's at Clyde SSB on Twitter. It's 01419511025 on the phones. And as you can expect, uh, still a lot of lingering concern following Celtic's performance the other night. James and Ayr is first up, but let's hear from Neil Lennon. He says he's detached himself from the hysteria over the Champions League exit. He's tipping his players to bounce back quickly. He's been in a difficult situation, Celtic manager before. Doesn't think this is one, and again moved to defend his team selection. No, I, I understand that people talk about the team selection, but again, you know, I didn't think that had any bearing on on the game. As a, as a collective, we didn't play well first half. The second half was a totally different team. And we were rampant to 2-1 and, you know, we just gave Cluj oxygen in the game. You know, and that's that's a source of regret in, in terms of in terms of that. I understand the environment. I understand the hysteria. It is just a modern day phenomenon now that, you know, you have to take a step back from that. You have to detach yourself from it. So when we win 7-0 and 5s, I'm not thinking I'm the next big thing. And when we lose... You know, I'm not too low about it. There has to be a sense of perspective on every performance in every game. So whether people think it's hot air or not, I'm not big on stats, but possession-wise, and I always look at attempts on goal. You know, we're in the twenties on that against the you know the Romanian champions, and another night we would have won the game comfortably. I've been in you know difficult situations as a Celtic manager before. I've been in difficult situations as a Hibernian manager before, and you know I wouldn't say this is a difficult situation. It's it's a blow. It's a setback. But I have. I've got a fantastically talented group of players and I'm, I have a lot of gratitude to people for giving me the opportunity to manage. James is a Celtic fan from Air. How do you look back on it, James? Who's getting the blame from you, if anyone? Uh, well, how you doing, guys? Good How you doing? Uh, first time caller tonight. Uh, the reason I'm phoning in, I'm just kind of really sticking up for Neil Lennon. Uh, I think Neil Lennon's come in to a bit of uh, undeserved criticism, to be honest. I think... Um, one minute, we're a good team. If you look at the last couple of weeks, uh, we had Celtic fans uh, calling into the show saying that this year's going to be amazing and everything's going to go uh, rosy. Of course, the other night, uh, it wasn't great. Uh, majorly disappointed. But I just think uh, that Neil Lennon deserves a little bit more slack um, because I'm sure we had Celtic fans on here at the start of the season uh, saying that they would take no European football to focus on 10 in a row so um, for me that's so now are they are the same Celtic fans still saying the same thing uh, that's really a question for you guys what do you guys think about that well when Neil mentioned the world hysteria uh, I understood what he meant I have only ever lived in this city and I think I understand how it works and the other night was not about elimination from the Champions League that's for the club to be concerned about because fans are not accountants. Fans are supporters and they deal in what's important to them and what's important to the Celtic fans is 10 in a row. So they looked at that, not in the context of a European tie, but in the context of the season overall. And they see no Bolingoli and they see no Julien and they think £10 million worth of players who could not be trusted under any circumstances to go on that park, even when defensive alarm bells were ringing. So they're concerned by that. 
And they see it all in the context of the Rangers game at Ibrox on the 1st of September And they know the importance of the four Old Firm games this season And Celtic are under pressure If they go to Ibrox Anything other than level points with Rangers And if they lose that game Then we'll be in meltdown Maybe, and I'm I'm guessing here Maybe what Neil Lennon means by hysteria though Hugh Is you stood in this very studio four days ago And bracketed Celtic and Rangers together You said they had left the rest of the league behind You predicted a 10 goal uh, performance from either of them Or both of them So how does that all flip on its head after one 90 minute performance? Is that not hysteria in a nutshell? No, Celtic are still far too good for everyone else With the exception of Rangers The only thing that matters to the Celtic supporters Is to finish above Rangers So everything is seen in the context of Rangers But that's what I'm saying How does that all get derailed after 190 minutes? If they had If if that wasn't a concern four days ago Why why is everything so concerning One one performance on? Because certain Is that not knee-jerk? Certain negatives were highlighted In glorious Technicolor The goalkeeper I don't think is up to it Uh, Scott Brown is going to have to prove himself over again uh, after that performance. Uh, fears that we may be looking at the beginning of the end where Scott Brown is concerned. I know he would take great delight in shoving those words down anyone's throats, but he has to do it on the park. For me... Based on a European level. I mean, domestically, he does do the job. So for me, I think saying Scott Brown... Is, is on his way out I, he, he proves himself time after time Yeah he's, he's under he's under suspicion In the same way that Ball and Golly and Julian Are under suspicion of not being up to this uh, Scott Brown has to show people That the legs have not gone I to- totally agree with you Hugh I think, um, I think there's going to be eyes on him um, I also think that Neil could possibly manage him This season Maybe not starting him every single game And trying to get the best out of him While he's on the pitch Listen, I've been there. You get to an age where you start to feel your legs go, and and I think I think Scots could go very very uh, quickly. And I don't mean in terms of like this week or, or next week. I mean when they go, it will be very very quickly. It, it won't be like a slow process for it. Um, I also think that Cal McGregor's very very effective in that role, and I would be starting to put him into the defensive midfield role and moulding the rest of the midfield around Cal McGregor. Uh, having said that. Th- I feel like in the last couple of seasons Scott Brown gets written off at some point every season And then all of a sudden Picks it up again And goes on and, and wins more trophies So he, I don't think that'll concern him will it? Yeah um, it certainly well, Granted can... you can't do it forever I, know, yeah. I get that But, it won't concern but we've been him, here but, before But we're standing here saying in the studio Absolutely nowhere near it um, But when he's been doing that Gordon there's, there's been literally no challenge Or certainly not a lot of a challenge And this year is going to be completely different And, and the pressure's on and In regards to the, the sort of hysteria that you're talking about I think the fact that we've mentioned it Being scoring four, five, six goals And then it becomes You know, you, you get put out of the Champions League That is the hysteria in itself Where would you go from one to the next Like that that's the answer to your question Where it becomes one or the other James, you want to come back in? Yeah, really um, I, I take on what you guys have said but uh, I just, I don't buy into one minute where this three-phone team and everyone's getting very excited about the season ahead. As I said, it was disappointing the other night, but to go from one extreme to the other, from from saying Neil Lennon is the right man for the job and then people saying that he's not the right man for the job, I just don't buy that just after one game. 
Uh, I think there's been more than enough proof that uh, he is the man for the job And I'm behind him 100% I'm not suggesting for one moment That Neil Lennon's job is under threat I'm simply saying That certain things were highlighted uh, Against Cluj That were of serious concern And high above them For me is the inability To trust Two players who have just cost you £10 million When the sirens were wailing When the alarm bells were going off All over the place they still couldn't be trusted to come on. Did it the remind you of the war? <laughs> uh, but it, it, you know, t- they've got. Well, they've where, got where, to does, where does, the, where does the blame? Where does the blame lie then? If there is such a thing, because the scatter gun comes out at these times, sure. as you well know. Yeah. So there's lots of people saying, you know, Celtic need to spend. They need to spend. There's money in the bank. They need to spend. But then in the very next conversation, we're Highlighting the fact that £10 million worth yeah. of defensive recruits this summer were left on the bench. Do they need to spend or do they need to spend wiser? Ball and goalie has to prove that he's up to it. Julien has to prove that he's up to it. The question at Celtic at the moment is not when will they spend, who would you trust to spend mm. it? We've had this debate every year since I've been there, since I've left there, 2007. When are we going to spend seven, eight, nine million pounds on a striker to get us through the Champions League? We've done that. Celtic have done that. Then they've spent ten million pounds on defensive players, and it's just proved my point that it doesn't automatically get you through. I mean, granted, they clearly need cover. I mean, they clearly need more numbers back there. But this idea that they aren't spending or haven't spent—I'm not no, sure no, no. how you you balance that but up with the, the ten million pounds that, that everyone's criticising yeah. them for leaving out. You know, but for me, recruitment is. A concern at Celtic Speaking and of I, I which Hugh Just sorry Just so that I can quickly Make sure that we get John on as well Thanks to James and Air By the way um, Neil Lennon says He's going to have to wait And see the extent Of Scott Bain's injury Before deciding Whether to replace him He says the goalkeeping position Isn't one he's concerned about And he's confirmed That Craig Gordon Will start tomorrow He dislocated his thumb He's had a scan And uh, You know Hopefully they don't think He needs surgery So he's going to get A, uh, a splint fitted So he should be back Hopefully in training Next week the stop of maybe the line or replacement would that be needed in this transfer window? Well, we'll, we'll assess it and we'll, again give a fair idea of the extent of, of the damage and then we'll make a decision from that. Is that a position you were looking at already or is that just... No, two good goalkeepers in the building, you know, so Craig will obviously he's ready to play and he will start tomorrow. There are three options seemingly out there at the moment. Some Celtic fans think Craig Gordon should be number one, some think Scott Bain should be number one, and some think. Neither of them should be number one And it should be a new recruit I think Craig Gordon should be number one I think they do need a new recruit My concern is Who is isolating players at Celtic Park? Uh, Who decides Who decided Volleyball and golly should be bought? Who decided Chris Julian should be bought? And I'll go back to it I don't care how many people phone in John McGinn a year ago was a catastrophic, <laughs> a catastrophic blunder. How can you not manage to sign the grandson of a former chairman, former season ticket holder at Celtic, and who was as cheap as chips at that time? And you blew it. No one has the energy for another John Gilden, McGinn come debate. Back in the <laughs> no one does. Certainly not me. Uh, Craig, goalkeeper. Goalkeeper. Uh, I agree with with Hugh's assessment of it there. Um, Craig Gordon should be number one just now. Um, I do think they need a, another goalkeeper in. Um, you look at the, the last two managers at Celtic. If, if Brendan's there, Scott Ben plays because he's better with his feet. Wants to play it from the back. Neil Lennon's not as interested in that. So Craig Gordon's a better goalkeeper in terms of shot stopping and handling. And he's kept Scott Ben in though, hasn't he? 
He's kept, yeah, but I, I think longer term, I think Gordon will come okay. in. Uh, John's in Clyde Bank. John, what's on your mind tonight? All right, lads, how you doing? Yep. Just, can I just come in and answer you about the, the McGinn saga again? <laughs> no, <laughs> you've started. Yeah. McGinn was not interested in going to Celtic. So, you keep on flogging that dead horse. He didn't want to come to Celtic. Don't but that was it. that end of story. Don't end believe story. it. Don't believe well, it. Okay, you. That that's just that's for you're the journalist, right? Uh-huh. I'm a punter, and I, he wasn't interested. But anyway, here's my point. Here's my point. Neil Lennon, I believe, has not got his backroom staff that he wishes. He's not got his his right hand men. He's Gary Parker's, and who else he's got with him? He's got guys gave to him to work with. And I believe that that is handling Neil Lennon. I don't think because there's, there's a there's a trust issue at Celtic Park. Now if Neil Lennon's got his men beside him, right? He can now bounce off them. And go well. What do we think here? What do we think there? I really believe that. At I the end of the game last weekend, Neil Lennon specifically thanked John Kennedy, Damian Duff, and Stevie Woods. He went out of his way specifically in the after-match press conference. To thank his staff For the way things were progressing Yeah Brendan Rodgers told me He was there for 10 in a row as well So now you're telling me Neil Lennon's a liar No 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 He thanked them for doing their job I believe that he needs the correct For him For Neil Lennon Right And and you also touched as well Right On Did he actually give the okay By the left bank In the centre half is Neil Lennon just a coach and, and that's all his job is at Celtic Park? Uh, John, just I'm wondering what you're basing this theory on not, not to say that you're wrong But Celtic essentially have had one bad result this season One And if you go back to, to last season You would probably you would, Well, you would add the Rangers game Neil Lennon has had two bad results This time around at Celtic So what, what, what specifically makes you think That he, he doesn't like his backroom staff Or there's a big problem there? No, it's not about like I'm, I'm thinking for Neil Lennon to do the best job that he's capable of, he needs the correct tools around him, the right people with him, right? And he had Gary Parker and the rest of them for years with him. Now he's not. He's, he's out there on his own with him. Sure, John, hindering them. John, I, I actually agree with you to, to a large extent um, because if and when I get the opportunity to go into management, I would certainly like to pick my coaching staff and, and guys that I trust and guys who know how I would want to play football in terms of then me managing that from the top. So I, I agree slightly to, to what you're but saying. That doesn't there. necessarily mean that it, the current situation isn't working, no, does no, it? Of course, I'm most not managers that, would. What I'm going to say is that, that Neil would have been fully aware before accepting the job of who his backroom staff is going to be. So, as much as I, I agree with you in terms of what you've said, I also can't have too much defence with them Because if you're not happy with it Don't take the job Alright thanks to John In Clyde Banco 141-951-1025 We're up and running There'll be more of the same And we'll look ahead to the big Betfred Cup game Friday night football At Fir Park Between Motherwell and Hearts That's coming next as well Clyde One Super Scoreboard With Thompson's personal injury solicitors They play to win Every time Talk to Thompson's.com Hugh Evans and Craig Beatty here with me, Gordon Duncan, on tonight's Clyde One Super Scoreboard. You can get in touch on the phones or on Twitter at Clyde SSB. Lots of tweets coming in. Uh, as always, let's pick a couple. Donald is on. He says, as for McGregor at left back, Hugh, even I know his presence and ability in midfield, I'm quite sure would have changed the outcome of the game. If it ain't broke, don't try to fix it. And uh, we had another one. 
um, as well. Where was it? Oh, I can't read that one. Too many <laughs> rude words in that. Yeah, there's another rude word as well. Uh, you get you get the gist of you. This this question over team selection yeah. is not going away. Neil Lennon defending himself there doesn't think, or certainly isn't suggesting he's I willing thought... to admit that the the decision to play Callum McGregor at left back had any bearing. Do you think it did? Uh, yeah, because when you take McGregor into a an foreign area, then you destroy his effectiveness in the area where he should be playing. And I thought that after McGregor was picked by Brendan Rodgers to play left back at Ibrox, that would have been the end of the idea for all time. But it was, to my way of thinking, a mistake. Yeah, he's he's far more influential in the middle of the park. There's absolutely no question. And in, and unless bowling goal has been carrying a knock or there's something going on there that we don't actually know about, then surely uh, £3.5 million pound, he's got enough quality to, to sit mm. in there and just defend. Yeah, I mean, there's no suggestion of a knock at all. Let's look at the Friday night football. Though the Betfred Cup action starts tonight. It starts at Fir Park between Motherwell and Hearts. And Alison Conroy is watching that one for us. Yeah, good evening, Gordon. A repeat of last year's Betfred Cup quarter final here with Motherwell Stephen Robinson keen to avoid a repeat of that result with, of course, Hearts winning that one. Just one change for Motherwell from that defeat to Celtic at the weekend. James Scott coming in for Chris Long. For Hearts, lone keeper Joe Piera, he goes straight in to the starting 11. Stephen Naismith is injured. It's four changes from that defeat to Hamilton Ackies at the weekend. Um, so Mother will start with Gillespie in goal, a back four of Tate, Gallagher, Dunn and Grimshaw. Then the midfield, Seedorf, Donnelly, Campbell, Polworth and Hilton. Up top will be Scott. On the bench, Carson, Livingston, Maguire, Cole, Illich, Semple and Long. For Ham. For Hearts tonight, Piera and goal are back for Smith, Halkett, Berra and Hickey. Then it'll be Irvin and Demur with the three of Clare, Walker and Mulraney with Washington up top for the Jambos. On the bench it'll be Doyle, White, Bazanich, Whelan, McLean, Piazzo and Dicamona. There's a unique pressure now, Hugh, the fact that the League Cup has been brought back, you know, back to the, the start of the season. If you don't start the season well in the league mm. and you maybe didn't finish the previous campaign very well either and you suddenly go crashing out of the Cup, pressure starts to mount. We had booze at Tyne Castle yeah. um, at the weekend and uh, Craig Levine will know this is a huge game for him and his heart's side. Yeah, there is no doubt that the nights are out for Craig Levine and uh, he could ill afford a defeat at Fair Park tonight. He's done the right thing. Luckily for him, he gets the phone call from Man United. Imagine getting a phone call from Man United saying, is there anything you need? So he's got himself a goalkeeper to replace Bobby Lamal, who unfortunately for him has had a nightmare at the start of the season. So that's a beginning, but it's the other end of the park where our hearts are lacking. And Connor Washington now gets the Ikpiatsu role. Uh, what shall I do? I'll do... Mother will a great favour And I'll tip Hearts to win <laughs> I mean Craig the, the question for Hearts Obviously is, is Can you win the game But can you do it Without Stephen Naismith I don't know If there are many teams In the league Who have I don't want to say They're a one man team Or they're solely reliant on him But at times They clearly look A little bit like that Yeah I wouldn't have criticised you For saying that um, You know I've been fortunate Going back to my old club At Hearts And um, I've been through and I've watched them with Stephen Naismith and the team and I've watched them without and they are two completely different teams he's like a manager on his own on the pitch he, he's orchestrating everything defensive throw-ins attacking telling people where to go he literally is like a one-man team and he's a huge, huge miss um, now Glenn Wheeling coming in there is a, he's a big character as well Got, had a great career down in England mm-hmm. so he will probably take a bit of pressure off of Stephen Naismith in terms of being able to organise and, and communicate a, you know, a good experienced head on his shoulders Um 
that, that'll take a wee bit of pressure off of Stephen um, But the sooner he gets back fit for, for Hearts the better And I suppose then if we're looking at Motherwell And what do we know about this this new look team Perhaps it's quite simple If they can play the full game Or even close to the full game The way they started against Celtic Then they'll win the game tonight But if they make the same individual errors uh, As Stephen Robinson said after the game on Saturday It might be a bit more difficult yeah, they're, listen, they're not playing against Celtic tonight and, and the attacking threat that Celtic have got But their confidence will be dented from losing five goals um, But you know, Liam Donnelly's got on the score sheet a couple of times And, and if he does that tonight, then Hearts probably won't score two or three goals So, um, you know, if, if Motherwell can get more than one goal Then I'm, I'm sure they would then and, win the and game And let's not forget, they've had four previous Betfred Cup ties And won all four So in terms of this competition, in isolation They're doing alright Let's hear from Stephen Robinson we did show you a video of how we got to the cup finals right at the start of the season because that's uh, the bits that get you there and this is another game towards that it's a, it's a tough test as I say perhaps you know we were a bit unfortunate to get such a strong team in when we've been seeded but we'll deal with that and if you're going to progress in the cup competitions you have to beat the better teams in the competition they're a big strong physical side with, with real threats in the team the squad that they've put together you know they've, they've put together with a lot of money and you know they're, they're a good squad they're, they're maybe haven't had to quite the start but they're in the same round of the, the cup as us and we've played two league games so you have to put that into perspective it'll be a very tough game for us and you know one that we're, we're looking forward to Friday night under the lights at Fir Park so it's an, an exciting one Motherwell fans, Hearts fans, let's hear from you. What do you make of that game in prospect less than an hour to go until kickoff? 0141-951-1025. That's the number Roger in Uddingston has dialed. Roger's a Rangers fan. Hi, Roger. Hey, good evening, sir. Hello. How you doing, guys? Yes, all good. Yes, um, I want to talk about the, I was at the game last night um, and I want to talk about the level of opposition. Uh, I thought Mitchell and were a, a very decent team. Um, and I said to my son at the game, I said, look, if, he, if he'd only drawn one each over in Denmark and were 2-1 up with maybe 10, 15 minutes to go, it would, it would have been squeaky bum time because they, 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 they were a threat. And credit to them, even they went down um, 2 nil and then ultimately 3-0, they, they, they never gave up. Um, so I think it's detriment to Rangers that they managed to get such a, a lot of goals over in Denmark because they, they were a decent team. And it occurs well as a Rangers supporter um, going forward that Radio Warsaw will be no mugs because, as Gerard said, teams want to get to the next level where the money is and we're all in that aspect of a country like Scotland. Um, and and, and I'm, I'm really happy with the way the team's playing. But we've not won anything yet. It's only middle of September. Uh, sorry, to pick a part of middle of August. Um, and there's a long way to go. And my friends across the city are not going to let their, their trophies up without a fight. So we need to be ready. For every single game But I thought the opposition Was really really good Last night I must admit Roger let me ask you The old faithful question Would you swap Qualification for the Europa League For the title I'm a greedy bugger um, Sorry I'm a greedy person I'll, I'll take both no, I was talking about it Last night to my son as well I would sacrifice The League Cup And the Scottish Cup To maybe get the league And a really good run in Europe it, It's one of these questions You're going to split Everybody d- d- down the middle Hugh to be honest um, I know you've got Rangers fans are going, oh, don't stop me in the road But I think through time we will eventually win that league again But is it Europe? Uh, it's one of these things Let's be greedy because we've got a decent manager um, We've got a decent team uh, But it's early doors um, And, and to, to, to beat a team so convincingly uh, Last night over two two legs who were, I think during the decent at the time The number 88 and the number 9 I thought were awesome I, I would say that number 9 at the drop of your hat I thought he was Absolutely fantastic They're Great player As I said Definitely the Rangers they, they done the job over by uh, and, and they were very professional last night But as I said to you At the start of the conversation I was saying to my son At the game last night 
that if we were like only one each over there and it's two one here, um, and they were pushing uh, difficult fish, but they were they were decent opposition to be honest. Yeah, I mean, Craig, surely that's a credit to Rangers that that wasn't the case because let's let's be honest, there are very few teams. In, in Europe Never mind in this country Who are going to go And put in 180 perfect minutes And yeah. dominate From start to finish But ultimately When it's all said and done And you look back on it If you've won a European tie At this stage By four goals on aggregate I don't think you need to bother Too much about any Wobbly periods Within that 180 minutes No not at all it's, Listen it's all about Getting through um, You know You always want the perfect performance It, it never usually comes It's all about getting through And, and these teams in You know Kind of kind of Russian states And um Scandinavia, you know, Eastern Europe stuff that like they're very, very good. They're very compact. They all know their drill. They know the rules within the team and within the game. You know, you, you don't get uh, you know so called mugs anymore. Um, so not no, a convincing performance for Rangers last night. Yeah, I mean, the, look at what's going on around you. Kilmarnock went out to Welsh part timers. Aberdeen uh, cannot get past the third qualifying round. Here, see, see, just on Connor, I done the commentary for for two of their matches last year. Um, albeit against kind of part time opposition in, in Scotland, they were very very impressive. First time in a long time that I had seen a team of men. Now, even when I watch the Scottish Premier League and and we go through we go through the teams and there's a lot of young boys in there, but. Connacky Nomads They were a team of experienced men And they absolutely battered them the, In the two the, games the I have amazing. not heard anyone Talk them up yet You're yeah. the first I'm, I'm impressed With this I, new insight I've I, I done the Queen's Park I commented I watched that one And then i done the, the final Against Ross County And honestly I was Ross County were lucky In the Iron Brew Cup final Yeah but that's the whole point If Ross County beat them Surely Kilmarnock Our third best team Should be sweeping them aside Yeah they, they should have been Especially coming you know, off Of how good a season But, but there were no I'm, mugs The point I'm making here Is that Aberdeen Are the third force In Scottish football And cannot get past The third qualifying round Kilmarnock have had A disastrous result No matter Their status If a team wins At a tie by four goals on aggregate, surely that's a good thing. Beat the pundit with the Scottish Sun. For the best football news and opinion online, the Scottish slash football. Yes, it's beat the pundit time. It's your chance to win a signed ball if you can get one over on Hugh Evans or Craig Beatty and show off your superior footballing knowledge. Your chance is now, so give us a call on 0141 951 1025 and you have to do it. Quite quickly Because you only have Until the news starts At 7 o'clock Clyde One Super Scoreboard With Thompson's Personal Injury Solicitors Compensation you deserve When there's been Foul play Talk to Thompson's.com Hugh Keevans and Craig Beattie Are still here uh, You'll be delighted to know I'm sure And I'm pleased to say We've now been joined In the studio By Darren Young The East Fife manager He's been working hard Hugh Keevans yeah. Trying to come up with a plan uh, To stop Rangers On but, Sunday Yeah but he's first Idea is to find out what the Rangers team will be. Yes, I'm sure that'll uh, that'll be a, play a big part. Now we're going to speak to Darren very soon. We've got Friday night football between Motherwell and Hearts. Of course, we're still looking back on the European action during the week as well. So it's all happening. Let's do this first. Beat the pundit with the Scottish Sun for the best football news and opinion online. The Scottish football. Beat the pundit time. Darren Young gets to just stand back and admire as Hugh Evans or Craig Beattie go about their business. One of them is going to take on Stephen from Mary Hill. How are you tonight, Stephen? I am not too bad myself. Yes, so good, Stephen. You'll be hoping to make it two in a row for the listeners. Gordon DL had a nightmare last night. The listeners got the sign ball. Do you fancy making it two in a row? I hope so tonight. 
tonight could be the night. Honestly, should have heard them, Hugh. Oh, oh absolute horrendous. I might play it back for you tomorrow if you're if you're in need of a laugh. Uh, things are not going too well on the pitch. I'd rather not laugh too prematurely. That's true because you might be up heads. It's Hugh Keevans. Tails. It's Craig Beatty. And it is heads. It's Hugh Keevans. Craig Beatty punches the air in delight. Uh, he's off the hook. Anyway, I get sent a picture of the. Uh, in the gym this morning at ten past six. Oh, he's yeah, he's oh, he's, he's up early. He's, I don't know if he does much when he goes there, but he goes. It's, it's, it's a start, right? It's Hugh Evans against Stephen from Mary Hill. So let me give Hugh some uh, Clyde two in his ear. That way he can't hear what you're saying, Stephen. And we'll get the clock up and running. Thirty seconds, head to head with Hugh. You can pass. Here is your chance to beat the pundit. You ready? Yep, ready. <laughs> Who will Celtic face in the Europa League playoff next week? AIK Stockholm What was the final aggregate score between Rangers and Mitchelland? 5-3 Which Ross County defender today left the club? Pass Which Scottish junior team play at Newlands Field Park? Uh, pass Carol Tremarco is the captain of which Scottish Championship side? Uh, Clear the South Celtic beat Dunfermline in the Scottish Cup final in which year of the Noughties? Uh, 2004 how many Germany caps did Stefan Kloss get while at Rangers? 11. Okay, let's bring Hugh Keevens back. Hugh, can you hear us? Yeah, I can. Good. Same set of questions to you. Are you ready? Okay. Who will Celtic face in the Europa League playoff next week? AIK Stockholm. What was the final aggregate score between Rangers and Mitchelland? 7-3. Which Ross County defender today left the club? Pass. Which Scottish junior team plays at Newlands Field Park? Pollock. Carl Tremarco is the current captain of which Scottish Championship team? Uh, Inverness. Celtic beat Dunfermline in the Scottish Cup final in which year of the noughties? 2011. How many Germany caps did Stefan Kloss get whilst at Rangers? Three. Okay. Stephen, what do you make of the old fella's attempt? Oh, it's tight, but I think I'm... Mucked in a couple of questions mm, Yeah it's not that tight If I'm being honest Let's <laughs> uh, First one Who will Celtic face In the Europa League playoff Next week It's uh, Apparently they are Officially known as AIK There is no Stockholm But oh, I'm well. feeling generous It's Friday night I'll give you it both So um, One all After the first question The final aggregate score Between Rangers and Mitchelland uh, I know you're a Celtic fan Stephen But you've docked Rangers a couple It was 7-3 uh, so Hugh Evans gets it And goes into a 2-1 lead Craig Beatty Which Ross County defender Today left the club You've been studying hard Nah Nah Davis uh, Kenny van der Vegg. So yeah, there we go Still 2-1 Which Scottish junior team Plays at Newlands Field Park It is Pollock Stephen Hugh Evans knew it He goes into a 3-1 lead And it went from bad to worse Because Carol Tremarco Is the Inverness captain It's a 4-1 lead Celtic beat Dunfermline in the Scottish Cup final in which year of the noughties? Craig Beatty, can you help us out? 2007 it oh. was <laughs> How does that tie in with your time at the club? Uh, ties in with me setting up the winner <laughs> Thought you might want to mention that um, And how many Germany caps did Stefan Kloss get whilst at Rangers? A wee trick one, it was none Oh, Can you believe that? I know he was up against Oliver Kahn but come on Darren was in the losing team Oh, so he was um, My apologies We'll get to that Maybe later on Stephen uh, One for you Four for Hugh Keevans I'm afraid yep. the sign ball Will have to wait For another day yeah, Well maybe next time It's a given Well done you All the best Stephen A great gracious in defeat I like that yeah. Stephen uh, From Mary Hill That was a solid effort From you Yeah, I'm, yes. I'm quite happy I know you've been out For your anniversary yes, This week as well yes. So you've maybe not As much study time As oh, other weeks Mortifying still, still whining and dining Mrs Keevans Mortifying How many years? 48 Wow, handed some innings me, Handed me the menu done And I had to say to the girl Can you tell me what this means? Was that just the price? She told No, I could see the prices Quite easily 
But it was all in master chef speak. <laughs> so, you, you more of a spaghetti hoops on toast, man. Well, she would. She took it very well, the girl, and she taught me all the way through the menu. But under the table, I was getting what Darren Young hopes to be given Rangers on Sunday. <laughs> Do you know? I, I liked the, the contrast and look between the the old romantic uh, and and you, Craig Beatty, because Hugh Keevans still forty what years? Forty eight. And you, Craig Beatty pulled a face which <laughs> just looked like he was in severe pain. I got married the month after Neil Lennon was born. Put it that way. I'm going to figure that out Right okay well done Anyway thanks to Stephen For playing Beat the Pundit Your chance to do the same On Monday night Keep the calls coming in Rangers fans How happy were you With last night Celtic fans How unhappy were you uh, With this week as well And of course Turning our attentions To the Betfred Cup This week as well Speaking of which Darren Young The East Fife manager Joins us Darren Rangers are scoring for fun They're battering teams at home They're battering teams in Europe Can your East Fife team Stop them on Sunday Of course yeah, I like the positivity they're confident nah, the, last, the last three games of, I don't know what is it 13, 14 goals I've now put in So it's going to be hard uh, We know that anyway But it's on the day Anything can happen If we can defend well Do the basics well Be hard to beat Then we know we'll create a few chances And hopefully we take one of the chances You imagine that Rangers Given the way they've, they've been playing and, and sort of trying to deal with that big squad Will change their team But does, does that in many ways Make preparing for the game more difficult can you, know, can you still take things From the Michelin game That might somehow help you At the weekend Ah, You take something From the, the last few games That we've, we've kind of watched them anyway um, it's 11 internationals will be coming out And 11 internationals will be getting in So we, we know we're going to be up against it But again We'll go and play And try and play our game Again Try and be hard to beat And, and hopefully we get something from it I can't promise he'll give you The master plan away But if you've any Thoughts, any questions for Darren Young Get the calls into 0141-951-1025 uh, Darren, you are about to be subjected To the quick fire questions The getting to know you We do this with every guest When they come in uh, You are no different So let's fire right through them The first football game you went to uh, It was Dundee Rangers Up at Dundee My dad and my uncle took me Right, okay Remember the score? Anything about it? <coughs> Matt Fell asleep. I remember Matt Waters was playing Right, that's good enough That's one detail I must admit I can't remember the first Game I went to score wise You've done yours before Hugh Keevans yeah. I'm sure Yeah 1955 <laughs> Celtic versus Clyde Unbelievable <laughs> uh, D- Darren who was your footballing hero Growing up Hero probably just midfielders Attacking midfielders I think at the time You're probably Gaza And there was um, Lothar Mateus And all these type of guys And looking at Roy Keane Guys like that Guys you looked up to In your position Yeah they weren't bad <laughs> Safe to say Best you've played with Played with uh, Probably Ian Jess At Aberdeen Okay, what's so good about him? I oh, just everything. As a young boy coming through, he was the kind of guy you looked up to and scoring goals, Scotland International, kind of broke through young uh, for Aberdeen. And it was just a guy that's just loads of skill and great great to watch and great to play alongside. Still Aberdeen record transfer. We did that in one of the teasers recently, didn't we, Hugh Keevans? Yeah. So it's clearly a record which has stood the test of time. Best you've played against. You don't need to say Craig Beatty. I don't <laughs> think you would nah, anyway, but you, you might. Nah, I mean, he used to beat Beatty every other afternoon at, at Pro Evolution <laughs> Soccer when he stayed next door. Is, but you two used to be next door neighbours. <laughs> st- st- about across the road, but he stopped coming round because he got a doing. So, <laughs> yeah. Probably played against is Loudrop, Larson, these type of guys. Oh, uh, look at the names, Hugh Keevans. Come on, pick one. You're not... I'd, I'd probably say Loudrop Loudrop just kind of glided by you With, with ease uh, and One time I managed to get a tackle on him And I was absolutely buzzing But <laughs> he still beat another two players And stuck in the top corner So it wasn't that good uh, Now I don't know if the family connection comes in here Best friend in football Yeah probably my brother 
to be honest well, funny, been... funny you say that Because Craig Beatty tells me <laughs> Just before you came on air That you put a picture On your Facebook page today <laughs> Of your twin brother Trying to smash you Well he's not a twin He's a year and a half That's right, yeah. I'm a year and a half older um, Although he looks older Facially <laughs> Uh, yeah, he did. It was it was the last game I think we played against each other. He was a four for I was Albion Rovers at the time, and it was a wee fifty-fifty. Um, Darren and, was chasing his first touch, <laughs> <laughs> and then Derek put a nice wee tackle, which I uh, just kind of say I wasn't too happy about. But at the end of the day, that's these things happen when it's everything to play it's for. It's weird playing against your brother. Uh, no, not really. You just it's just like another another game. Obviously, had a bit of banter, but at the same time, again, you just kind of get smashed into each other. <laughs> Um, no love lost to you even no. so. <laughs> uh, Best stadium you've played at? Um, probably we played Schalke Schalke in the Europa Cup mm-hmm. at Aberdeen at the time and it was um, just the new one it was getting built for the World, the World Cup. Cup so that was that was some size Yeah, some arena um, Best footballing moment? Uh, debut a piece of silverware that's the usual answers know, Probably probably Playing and scoring and getting called up for Scotland on 21s, playing cup finals, these kind of things, and managing obviously winning the, as a player manager my first season, winning the, the league with Albion Rovers, that was that was pretty special. How does that compare to the sort of the high points as a player? Is it more intense? Yeah, it probably is. It also as a player, you're buzzing, you can just get on with it and deal with it. As a, as a coach, you're dealing with everything from start to finish, and then whether you win, lose, or draw, and everything's kind of on your shoulders along with the, the fans and everything else. As a player, you're only Dealing with your kind of own performance, so it's yeah, it was, it was, it was enjoyable. Worst footballing moment. Worst. Uh, uh, I don't know. I, I could have said the uh, Aloha. We'd, we'd stayed up my last season. Aloha, we stayed up, and then uh, Barry Smith had kind of let me go, and I thought I've done really well for him. I've kept helped keep them up here, and then at the same time, it coincided with me getting binned for there to getting the job for Albion Rovers as player manager. So it kind of every cloud. Yep. Okay. Don't mind that. Any superstitions pre-match? Nah. Nah. Not interested. Nah. Pre okay. you get any? You strike me as the type, actually. No. 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 no, no. no I'm surprised at that. No superstitions for me. No. Hmm, okay. Uh, tell us something about you we might not already know. That's a tough one. We always get some weird answers on this. Beers might be more normal. I don't know. Yeah, I'm an estate agent for Remax. Yes, <laughs> so if you want me to sell your house, other companies are yes, available. Yes, uh, absolutely. Uh, yeah, how did you enjoy that? It's a bit different from playing football. Ah, it is, but it ties in well with, with what I'm doing with the football. So, do you ever get uh, quite? Is it you know the questions get mixed? You know how big's the bathroom and what's it like to play against Loudrop? Do you manage to sl- <laughs> slip a bit into the conversation? No, it's, it's usually clients will speak to me. Oh, you used to play for Aberdeen. Many moons ago And then for there You end up getting the sale So brilliant Happy days uh, Any other hobbies Away from football Just beating Craig Beatty At Pro Evo Yeah that was a long time ago Don't play with Don't play the computers Much these days <laughs> Nah I've never got any time You're Between working Playing and, and the wee man uh, that's, that's it really And your Ultimate five aside team From players you played with Ultimate uh, Goalkeeper Probably Al McGregor That's uh, a good start So We played him at Dunferman He's Great um, Derek will need to sneak in there <laughs> On the bench <laughs> um, Ian Jess Surely Yeah well, Ian Jess will be one of them uh, Maybe big Russell Anderson at the back Defensively Solid I like your um, thinking He's got the tactics all planned out here uh, Put me in a spot here 
It's four. It's a good four. It's fine. You'll get you'll get pumped every week because you've only got four players, but that's fine. Uh, right, let's go back to the phones. That's Darren Young, East Fife manager, looking ahead to East Fife against Rangers. We've got a big weekend of Betfred Cup action. It starts tonight in thirty minutes. Motherwell uh, against Hearts at Fir Park. Let's take another call from Brian in Pollock. Hi, Brian. Hi. How you doing? Yeah, good, Brian. What's your point tonight? Yeah, it was just get back to the Celtic game the other night and uh, Neil Lennon's reasoning for putting Carl McGregor the left back he said that he was doing it because he wanted to get an extra technician in the team now if you have to squeeze your best technician in at left back instead of the centre of the park to get an extra one in the team you're sort of killing your technicians if that's what you want to do you have, you have to take the big call and drop Brown because I'm a fan of Scott Brown but you would never describe him as a technician yeah, I totally agree with you, Brian, and, and I touched on it earlier in the show that Cal McGregor's very, very influential from that central midfield position. Um, you know, I watched him for Scotland at the end of the season, and he was absolutely superb in there. Um, and, and I said, I think. No, I, I, listen, I totally agree with you. He's got better use of the ball from the middle of the park, and especially sitting in that deep one, he's got a better range of passing. Um, is he as mobile? Does he break it up? Well, sorry, he's as mobile, but it doesn't break the game up as much. But at Celtic Park, where you're going to dominate the majority of the ball. I totally agree with you. I'd like to see him sitting in the holding midfield role and dominating the game. I accept that uh, the decision to play McGregor there was the wrong one. And uh, I accept it had a knock-on effect. However, I don't accept that that was the material difference between Celtic winning the match and losing the match. The goalkeeper was at fault for one of the goals. Scott Brown was desperately at fault for giving away a needless penalty. And worst of all, when Celtic got to 3-2 and... Ryan Christie has scored The look in Ryan Christie's face Told you that he thought it was all over And Celtic were guilty of complacency And assuming the game was done at 3-2 And what a price they have paid for that So the McGregor move was a mistake But it wasn't the one Isolated reason why Celtic are out of the Champions League Brian? Obviously there was it would be impossible to point to one isolated reason. Yeah. But all of the reasons are going to have a different impact. But I don't think you'll find one that had a bigger impact than that. Um, I suppose... But suppose we're always going to look back on it and decide whether it was good or bad, and a lot of that depends on what the result was. Either way, it was a, it was a massive call for Neil Lennon. Yeah, it was a big call. He must have known that, because if you... If you just if you play ball and golly and he doesn't have a good game, he gets the blame for it, doesn't he? Yeah. Go, oh, this guy's you know the Celtic fans are saying I'm, I'm not sure about this guy yet. He's still getting up to speed, but if you make such a a bold decision, it comes back on you. No one's blaming Callum yeah. McGregor. It comes if, back if on the manager. Game, ball and golly gets the blame. It probably gets the benefit of doubt that he's still trying to bed in. It's a new team, new country, um, etc. Um, Another option he would have had would have been Hayes at left back and and keeping McGregor in the middle of the park if he's really got that little confidence in ball and golly. Um, then you play Johnny Hayes in there As I um, say the, the, Craig There was a A perfect example Of why not To play Callum McGregor there You simply look at the video Of The Rangers game last season When Brendan Rodgers Played him there at Ibrox And It was a flop That mm. day So what made you think It would work this but time Even with that If Scott Brown doesn't handle the ball Celtic go through And we probably don't discuss this as much Yeah Brian How do you see tomorrow going It's You know Clearly a a game where Celtic are overwhelming favourites Even more so than they are in the league They play Dunfermline at home in the Cup Is it going to be back to business? Would you expect changes in the team? Uh, 
I was expecting, isn't it, team, but no, particularly because of the result the other night, I would just expect changes of the team, but I just, I find that the decision the other night just baffles me. Absolutely baffles me. Well, it, it's... And it's falling goalie, it's not even, I don't buy into this falling goalie suspect. I mean, the guy has just moved to a new country, he's played three or four games, and the worst that he's done is gave away possession cheaply three or four times in the middle of the park. He's never been caught out playing it across his own box. He's never blatantly been at fault for any goals. I, I, think don't, it, I, don't, I don't attach any blame to him for the goal against Motherwell. I don't. Sometimes somebody plays a good ball in behind you and somebody, somebody times a run well. There's not much you can do about that. He was exposed by losing the ball further up the park. Well, I think since he uh, arrived at Celtic, he has looked, call it what you will, a nervous wreck, someone under suspicion of not being up to it, uh, and Neil Lennon clearly didn't trust him okay, against the Cluj in midweek. Thank you, Brian and Pollock. It's 0141-951-1025. That was Hugh Keevans, Craig Beatty's here, East Fife manager Darren Young as well, because we're looking ahead to a big weekend of Betfred Cup action, Celtic Dunfermline tomorrow, uh, and then East Fife Rangers on Sunday. We've got a full-time teaser coming up for the guys next as well. Clyde One Super Scoreboard with Thompson's Road Accident Solicitors. The compensation you deserve when you've been sidelined. Talk to Thompson's.com. Hugh Evans, Craig Beattie and Darren Young joining me Gordon Duncan tonight as we look ahead to a big weekend of Betfred Cup action starts uh, what about 20 minutes time at Fir Park between Motherwell and Hearts we've got some big games tomorrow including Celtic and Ferman and then Darren's East Fife team trying to stop Rangers on Sunday before we do that let's get the full time teaser up and running if you've got any questions we'd love to have them we'd love to use them on the show you'll get your shout out if we can full time at Clyde1.com that's the address you need so Stephen Bogue sent tonight's in Hugh for you mm. He says since 99 10 players Have 25 or more Scotland caps But have never played In Scotland So since 99 10 players have 25 or more Scotland caps But have never played In Scotland Can you name them? Darren Fletcher Darren Fletcher yes He's only got 80 caps So he's, he's he just sneaks it In above the 25 Paul Dickov. Darren Young You can take as much Or as little part in this As you wish You can help them out Or you can just sit back And watch them suffer Look at the confused look On Hugh Keevan's face Alexander? Graham Alexander I was just about to say that Yes Well done Darren Young and Hugh Evans, uh Sort of tag teaming Don, Don Hutchison Yes You're getting the bit Between your teeth now I like that You've got three Don Hutchison Graham Alexander And Darren Fletcher So we'll leave it there You're looking for Another Seven uh, Like we said Darren Young's here Looking ahead to East Fife against Rangers uh, This might be one That you can uh, Give us your thoughts on Because David's in Cumbernauld He's a Rangers fan Wants to talk about Alfredo Morelos David I take it you're pleased With him at the moment uh, I think he's Absolutely Phenomenal the now um, I've never been uh, As uh, invested In a footballer As, as much Since Daddle Purcell Was in the team I still love him As much as ever, but I think Alfredo Morelos has got all the signs of being a, a player that's far too good for us. Frankly, I think and I think we'll really, really struggle to hold on to him in January if he keeps going the way he's gone. I could really see him finishing with maybe thirty-five to forty goals if he keeps going the way he is. Darren Young is the next manager to face Rangers. Who do you rather play, Morelos or Defoe? 
it makes a difference to be honest <laughs> they're both on fire um, I think one scored one the next week the other one scored two and the next week the four end scores a hat-trick so uh, whoever we come up against it's going to be hard so uh, Morelos has maybe got that wee bit where he's, he's sometimes mm. a bit naughty so do you, do, you, do you try and predict it in the, the sense that you know Morelos played the other night does that make Defoe more likely to face you is, is that the way that, or do you just try and prepare for both or either I should say no, I think we just prepare for for ourselves we just prepare our own game and it doesn't matter who they play they're going to be quality players international class players so uh, no matter who it is we've got the same game plan same way to play so uh, have to beat We'll still have a go at them we'll, we'll go and try and create chances And play the way we did mm. against Dungeon United We beat them 2-0 We played against Hearts We beat them in penalties So we've got confidence from the games Playing against full-time teams Championship, Premiership teams That we, we can go and compete uh, Hugh, I certainly see the logic in David's point About you know, if he keeps scoring like this We'll struggle to hand on to him uh, Hold on to him, I should say Perhaps not as many bids as, as people were expecting in no. the summer But that's not to say they won't come Because he has picked up where he left off in front of goal Yeah well perhaps people are waiting to see If he is a transformed man If he can keep his uh, indiscipline under check um, The Rangers-Celtic game on September 1 Will tell us that Because so far Unless I've missed something He looks like a perfectly disciplined player Who's enjoying his football and scoring goals uh, the Celtic game is the one that always sends him slightly do lally So we'll need to see if he can survive that afternoon uh, But he does look as if he is the main threat And will remain so all season long David, you would have to imagine Stephen Gerrard will again Try and give some players game time There's a pretty big squad at the moment Or a competitive squad Any in particular you would expect to see Get an, get an opportunity against Darren's East Fife on Sunday? I think it's always interesting when you're coming into these types of games. Um, you never really know that the manager might play it safe and go, well, I'm the one to take a risk here. We never know what another team's going to do. But I really do hope we might see a couple of the youngsters that might not get a look in now that we've got um, two players for every position. Um, I'd, I'd quite like to, to see maybe um, a couple of the youngsters in there. Uh, Nobody in particular comes to mind, okay. but I really do hope for that. that I mean, even guys who like he'll no, but that's the thing. I'm, I'm not saying that Stephen Gerrard's going to put his under 17s out because he's no. underestimating Darren's team. But Darren mentioned it himself. You you could throw in Hillander three and a half million yeah, pounds yeah, yeah. worth of you know, but just hasn't really played a lot recently. I, I think uh, Stephen Gerrard will show respect to Darren and to his players for this reason. Eight years have gone by since Rangers won a trophy. Therefore, East Fife are the next team in the way to a trophy. Therefore, East Fife will have to be knocked out the way. And he will play a proper team. He'll have a serious match head on. And Darren will have to cope with that because Rangers have not improved until somebody is mm. standing on a winner's rostrum at Hamden with a trophy or running around Ibrooks. Celebrating the winning of the league title Darren you looking forward to Pitting your wits against Stephen Gerrard Yeah it'll be great It's great for Great for everyone It's a great reward for how well they've done in the cup uh, we, we knew we had to We had to do three games in a week Beating Steny Dungeon United and Hearts And then The draw obviously after that So it's been great for the fans The club Everyone connected to, to East Fife And it's, it's a great day to go out and enjoy it Hopefully it's Get the right result Does that become the obvious Blueprint In terms of What you can 
can draw on the Hearts game at Tynecastle. Is, is that are you going to be? Have you been looking at that one as a sort of game plan that was well executed? Something you can try and repeat this time. Of course, but it's, again, there was a, a lot of luck on the day as well. They had a, they had a few chances, should they say, guilt edge chances. But at the same time, we, we, we've created against them and United. We've been creating chances all, all kind of seasons. To be honest, we've just probably not been finishing it. Um, and, and again, we know or we're pretty confident if we if we do what's asked of them, the guys, then we'll get a few chances. And it's on the day it could be anybody's. Yeah, I mean, for you and Craig, I suppose when when you get to games like this, you you have to believe that cup shocks are possible because we've all seen them. We've seen loads of them. I, I wonder what's the sort of worst you, you've been involved in, either from a winning or a losing sort of perspective. Any cup shocks during your playing career that that stick out? Uh, once or twice in, in Europe with Aberdeen um, We'd end up losing out in away goals And stuff like that um, Taking out teams that you should probably be beating Did you always come through them fairly unscathed At Celtic Craig? Yeah pretty much Probably given the, the squad that was there at the time And the success that we had um, Certainly domestically um, On the European front like, like Darren obviously I was involved in the, the Bratislava game over there um, Which you know the 5-0 defeat over there Which was completely out of the blue And you know sitting on the plane shell shocked on the way home And, and Never overturned the, the 5-0 deficit um, From the first leg But you know, nothing domestically kind of jumps out I mean Hugh Just to, to flip it to the other game on Saturday These things don't make it any more likely But they just serve as a reminder Neil Lennon Last time he was at Celtic He'll remember all too well Getting knocked out of the League Cup at home To Morton yeah. Again That doesn't mean it's going to happen this week But you, no. you know we're not, we're not going back too far there It was one of those freak nights um, and, are, and these things happen there are I mean Virgil van Dijk played for Celtic that yeah. night There are two factors in the match tomorrow for me One is that Celtic have not lost a cup tie In either of the competitions For three years Never lost a cup tie 27 cup ties Negotiated by Celtic 27 wins You want to protect that record The only thing a football player has When he's had a disaster Like Celtic's disaster against Cluj Is his next game he has to take that next game and he has to shake the life out of it to get over the experience of midweek. And that's why Celtic against Inferland should have their serious heads on and be looking to get the very best, the most goal-laden victory that they can get. You get any standout memories from playing Rangers as a as a player, Darren? I know it'll be very different. You mentioned earlier you're the you're the man, you're in charge, and it's a different type of pressure. Are you any standouts from playing against them as a player? Yeah, as a player, uh, we scored against them, we won, we, we beat them a couple of times as well. So it's, it's things like that, it's unexpected and you go and you do it. So it's great, great memories to, to score, great memories to win against Rangers or Celtic. And again, they're the, 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 the top at the time when I was playing, they were the kind of top two teams that you're, you're aiming to beat and trying to achieve and trying to get that eye up up the league. Uh, and speaking of your former team, before we speak to Billy Inisco Bride, who has been hanging on for quite a while, we'll get to Billy very quickly. Let's hear from Derek McInnes. A really disappointing night for Aberdeen. They're out. Here's what the manager had to say. I can only analyse it up until the, the sending off because after the sending off, it's unfair in my players. It's unfair in anybody there to be criticised there on after because the game is effectively done. Um, Ten men. An awful decision from the referee to deem that as two yellow card offences after 14 minutes or whatever it was. I've never seen the like. Other challenges going on out there that were deemed um, not yellow card offences, which surprises me based on what he thought uh, Funso had committed. There was certain players out there from Rekha who had um, three, four, five challenges and didn't get booked tonight, um, Phil's. So 
Really disappointed with that. And I need to mention that because the game is effectively over, but it's poor decision-making from us. Some awful decision from the referees has just made it a very disappointing night. Nah, not having that. They lost 2-0, 4-0 in aggregate. Bad decisions. That's Rosary with us forever. Aberdeen are the third force in Scottish football. Marnock finished third last season. But in in, in general terms, they are the third force in Scottish football. And in the last six years, they've never gone any further than the third qualifying round for the Europa League. They've never qualified. So it's the continuation of it. A very bad run. Darren, I'm sure that, that softens the blow is that, you know, that, that the team that knocked Aberdeen out are ranked 32 places higher than Cluj. I think that maybe the only thing that would soften the blow for them. Yeah, I mean, Darren, I'm sure you still have a bit as a soft spot having played so many times for Aberdeen. Is it frustrating to see do a lot of good things domestically but just continue to, to fall short in these qualifiers? Yeah, of course. Um, I, I mean, I think Derek McInnes is I'm a big fan. I think he's done very well since he's been there. Um, and I know a lot of it then comes down to how far they can get in Europe and things like that. But Europe's not easy. And as Craig just points out there, they're, they're 32 places ahead of Cluj in the, in the rankings. So it's 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 not, it's not a wee diddy team you're up against. And I don't think you really come up against that. Teams now are all f- very fit. They're very hard to break down. They're very well prepared. So it's, it's hard domestically. But, but surely this is a Scottish thing. Surely we should be well prepared and have the right mindset and be as fit and all the rest of it we, we, we clutch at every straw Aberdeen lost 2-0 at home Celtic lost 4 goals at home you you have to be inward looking sometimes and just say you know what we, Ch- blew, Champions, we blew Champions that. League and you know the, the qualifiers that we've, we've just been involved in international matches as well it's not I think as a nation that we, that we overrate our own game I just don't think it's as good as what we think we are from, from top to bottom it's not as strong and it's not as knowledgeable tactically and, and it's not as good technically as what the other teams are in Europe, the other leagues are. Those well, are not as high profile because it's not well supported. It might not be even, you know, that their first sport is a nation. I just think we over we overrank what we are. Uh, let's speak to Billy in East Kilbride. Hi, Billy. Hi, panel. How are you doing? Hi, Billy. Listen, I, I just want to make a wee tongue-in-cheek bit here. That, uh, you spoke earlier about uh, Glasgow being the city of banter. So... <laughs> You, if you allow me, can have a wee bit of banter with you. Absolutely. Right, so I phoned up previously and questioned the marquee signing that you were going on about, and I questioned whether it was marquee, was money or talent. Uh-huh. And tonight, you're questioning who sanctioned the signing of Julian, who sanctioned him sitting on the bench, who sanctioned her. So do I qualify for a signed ball because I beat the pundit? <laughs> <laughs> when I... Uh... Use the word. No is the answer uh, 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 here, here's, a, here's a bit of banter for you Beat it um, When I said uh, That uh, Julian was the marquee signing I meant nothing other than He's the guy that's on top of the list He's cost more money than anyone else that you bought And he is the second biggest signing in Celtic's history That makes him the marquee signing It has nothing to do with his ability Because I had hardly heard of him, far less watched him play. And I'm still none the wiser about his ability because we've hardly seen him play. So that's the only reason for calling him Marquis. I, I, I totally understand, but I did call it before you. I called any question before you, so I, I think I did beat the pundit. He's so. working hard but for this same ball. You can, you, you can you try, and convince, try and convince producer Andy, see if he'll send you one. I doubt it, Billy, but it's a good try. I, I admire your optimism. Good man. 
I'll, I'll nip, I'll nip round to Woolworths and get you one. Uh, you're showing your age. <laughs> you're showing your age there. Uh, thanks to Billy and East Kilbride. What it does show you, not not that we needed proof, but results are everything. Because yeah. see if you're Rangers, you're, you, at the moment you're leaving your three and a half million pound centre half on the bench. But who Nobody's cares? Asking who questions. cares? Because 100%. you're you're winning games. And it doesn't matter who signed them, and it doesn't matter who's leaving them out yeah. because you win football games. I, I, but if I, you lose football games in this part of the world, the scattered gun comes out, and everything becomes under next examination. Week, next week we may well be talking about how good Julian is and and how poor the the Rangers sent the signings have been. So. I'm sure it'll change pretty quickly Thanks to Billy and East Bride. Let's see how you three Are getting on with this teaser Because I've seen Darren's been Working away over there I've seen you and you and Craig Beatty Conferring Hugh Evans is on his own no, no, not, no, not much no, of a team player Call him Collywood Sorry hold on Since 1999 Don't get ahead of yourself 10 players have 25 or more caps For Scotland But have never played in Scotland For a club You've got Don Hutchison Graham Alexander Darren Fletcher What did you just say? Colin Calder Yes well done 36 caps Goalkeeper First name Neil What was his name? Alexander No Su- Sullivan. Sullivan Sullivan Neil Sullivan Yep James Morrison Yes 46 caps 46 caps For James Morrison That's some effort What about Russell Martin? No Played for Rangers didn't he? And I don't even know If he's got over 25 either mm. So No Graham Martin Nope. nope Oh he can't have as many caps as that can he Nah Someone's going to tweet me and tell me I'm wrong But <laughs> Anymore Right we'll leave it there then You've got Don Hutchison Neil Sullivan Colin Calderwood Graham Alexander James Morrison Darren Fletcher Four to get We'll get them next Clyde One Super Scoreboard With Thompson's Personal Injury Solicitors The league leader for compensation Talk to Thompson's.com into the final part of tonight's Clyde One Super Scoreboard Hugh Evans and Craig Beatty are here Darren Young has joined us Looking ahead to his East Fife team Taking on Rangers on Sunday And we're about to kick off Between Motherwell and Hearts at Fir Park I think we've quite got time To go back to Alison Conway It looks like it's about to kick off Hugh Evans, uh, You might as well start As you mean to go on this weekend With a <laughs> hopeless prediction uh, I'm going to go Seriously 2-1 Motherwell <laughs> Did they not tip hearts? <laughs> no, 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 that, was, that, that was a joke This is oh, national joke, this, right. is, this is national Tell a joke day Glasgow banter Yeah was it It is national Tell a joke is, day yeah. And that's as good As it gets from so, you wow. No I was just trying To be flippant, flippant okay. Tell a, 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 something Against myself And say I'll take hearts Because Motherwell Will win then So I'm seriously Tipping Motherwell To win 2-1 right, I'm lost Craig Beatty I am heading to Edinburgh For the fringe on Sunday So there's no way I could possibly tip Motherwell I'm going for Old team hearts <laughs> okay, I'll tell you what I think about that one uh, a bit later on. Uh, Dan, I don't know. Maybe you're watching this, hoping that you're going to be eyeing up your next round opponent if all goes well on on Sunday. Uh, possibly we've already beaten that. So there we go. Meet them again. <laughs> uh, Glenn Whelan's on the bench. I noticed Craig. It certainly strikes you as we know these things don't always work out, but it strikes you as a good signing. This is a guy that played over thirty games for a team that got promoted to the English Premier League last season. So he's um, he's clearly got a bit of a CV. Yeah, he's listen. He, he comes with fantastic pedigree. He's a he's a top pro. He's a good player, and um, you know, depending on how how fit he is or how fit he can get, match fit and sharpen in the team, he's certainly going to be a great asset. And as I touched on earlier on, he he takes a bit of pressure off a off a Stephen Naismith because it seems to all be on him at the minute. I love the start of the season, Hugh. It's so it's so tense because Motherwell batter everyone in in the the Betfred Cup group stages. Yeah. I don't think they can see the goal. They won all four games. Opening day, okay, go away to Livingston. It's not a bad result at all, but yeah. you know, you, you, you sort of you get the one point. That's fine. Maybe people were expecting a bit more. Then next up, Celtic. So you're always up against it. You end up uh-huh. getting a bit of a sore one, um, and all of a sudden you then 
Back to you know a, a cup game which can have a huge bearing on, on the rest of your season. There's so much pressure, and we're not even what are we midway through August. Well, that pressure is on everyone, none more so than uh, Craig Levine tonight. I'm looking at the size of that heart support. Uh, they've almost sold out that stand behind the goal, having booed the team off the park on the Saturday. So Friday night in Motherwell, they've all made it there in time, uh, and they are still behind their team. But if they were to lose tonight. Storm clouds Yeah we'll keep you up to speed On anything that happens Inside the opening 10 minutes or so Before we disappear um, On the question tonight The full time teaser Was sent in by Stephen Bogue To fulltime At Clyde1.com So that's the address you need If you want to take part He says Since 99 10 players have 25 Or more Scotland caps But have never played For a team In Scotland So that's guys like Don Hutchison Neil Sullivan Colin Calderwood Graham Alexander James Morrison Darren Fletcher Matt Ritchie no, he doesn't have 25 or more caps what? No, I think he's in the teens, high teens Grant Hanley Grant Hanley has 29 Scotland caps And has never played up here So yes, you're correct Well done Quite the Friday night he had last week Welcome back to the English Premier League As he boots one into his own net <laughs> who, um, How many have we waiting on? Uh, Two one. No, three What? Yeah, three You've got seven This is a bit Does we just go quiet And wait for clues by No, my, no. By my reckoning we <laughs> There are, might be none By my reckoning We are Fletcher Alexander Hutchison Morrison Sullivan Calderwood Ritchie Hanley That's eight Ritchie's wrong You can't just start Adding yeah, wrong answers To your list from that <laughs> right. You've got seven right. uh, John's in Shettleson Hi John uh, Hello guys uh, It's going back to earlier uh, Celtic and Tuesday night's game and uh, Hugh saying made, made enough saying the be all and end all for Celtic supporters is the ten in a row. Well, maybe it is, but saying that see if the board had the same ambition as the supporters and built a team for Europe, nine and ten would have took care of itself. You know what I mean? Yeah, I get, I get that, John. Something that came up earlier when we mentioned this, though, I assume what you mean is the board should spend more money. Is that is that fair? <laughs> Spend money on the right players Yeah, yeah that's the you're, question you're, you're, you're not buying players there I don't know who's buying them but I don't know if Julian's any good You've only seen him once And Bowling Goal He's played about three games And he's not been very good But go and buy quality players that you know But who's in charge? That's what I would like to know Who's in charge of recruitment? You know, Nicky, know. Nicky well, in, in many ways it, it, it doesn't really matter Because John's talking about signing players that that you know But that what, what, that doesn't mean They're no. any better does it No, no just John, Celtic, Signing the right players Only happens after You've actually brought them To the club You don't sign the right player And know that you've done that After a week or a game um, They need a spell They need a time at the club Before you can then decide What the right player is But until that point You need to have the gamble And you need to spend the money I mean John Clearly they don't At the moment And it's very early They don't look like it But I bet you hadn't heard Of Virgil van Dijk I bet you hadn't heard Of Victor Wanyama So that that surely no, that's true But uh, listen but There's players out there They must know there's players out there And you're right about the scouting system that must, That's all rang So whoever's picking these players uh, oh, I don't know But You must go and pick a player For a position That's in a, uh, To play in that position Like the other night We're playing Callum McGregor at left back Yeah but Celtic Brendan, Brendan Rodgers done that as well And it didn't work Yeah And that's so, why the, the mistake should never have been repeated However Celtic did need a central defender and spent the second biggest fee in Celtic's history on Christopher Julian from Toulouse. And when all hell was breaking loose at the back on Wednesday night, 
He still couldn't be trusted to come on uh, Darren I'm just thinking of these transfer fees And I'm wondering how far £7 million would go <laughs> At East Fife I mean that's that's You know We forget that within our game sometimes That's a, that's a lifetime That's that we see them to the end of days To be honest uh, £7 million like it's Some of the figures and, But th- I mean that, about that That's it now Craig That's the reality Is that £7 million Guarantees you nothing And by the way It might turn out to be brilliant It's only the middle of August Let's Let's maintain a bit of perspective yeah, here um, like, but, but, it, but it doesn't come with guarantees anymore That no, type of money nothing, nothing does at all And you know we, we touched just there on Wijnaldum and Van Dijk And how much they've come in for What they've moved on for Like Sir Tierney who, who was homegrown And goes for £25 million So you know the, the fee at the point of a transfer Is what a club is willing to pay And then you don't get the value Till after the players actually at the club and performs uh, John what are you thinking ahead of this game Against them Fermlin in the Cup tomorrow? Well, to be honest, you should be able to play your third team and been beaten firm, but that won't happen. Uh, and I'm not, I'm not being disrespectful with Dunfermline, but it should happen, but it won't. But if he plays, he's got to just play his players in positions they're supposed to be playing in. We've won well against St. Johnson, and we won well against Murrow. Playing players in a position, and it's they're supposed to be playing in. You know, it's, to... it's just the fact that you change a winning team. No many, no best managers don't change the winning teams. Uh, Hugh Evans does. The, I, I take it the result the other night alters the likelihood that Neil Lennon makes wholesale changes for tomorrow. Yeah, I say two things are important. Celtic have got twenty-seven cup wins behind them, and they must surely have pride in that. And it would be a further calamity if they were to lose to Dunfermline. Uh, and the place really would rock If that happened uh, And secondly uh, You want to get Cluj out of the system And you want to flush it away With a performance uh, That If it doesn't take the night Out of the memories of the fans altogether uh, They at least have something to Cling on to With hearts And then Rangers in quick succession uh, Darren is that something Hold on let's just hold that thought Because we might have an opener For Park It's cleared away by Richard Tate Darren that Unbelievable expectation That will be on Celtic and Rangers To win their ties And this is something you've come across As a as a player playing against them But particularly when it's League 1 against the Rangers team flying Is that something you can Use to your advantage That that sort of No-lose situation if you like Of course It was the same as us When we were playing against Hearts and United earlier it's, You go into that game You're under no pressure Nobody's expecting anything from you But deep down inside in the dressing room You know if things go right on the on the day Then you could you could cause a wee upset And we've managed to do that But Rangers and Celtic They're, they're clubs that fans expect victories Week in, week out So if it doesn't happen And we've got a penalty at Fir Park We said but we had Bobby Madden on the show A couple of weeks ago He said more penalties Were going to be given For handballs And he's just given one uh, At Fir Park We're just going to see it back Mark Gillespie comes and Punches it Christoph Berra's in there as well It's spinning about everywhere uh, And Charles Dunn um, The ball just pops up And hits his hand Ooh. Jesus His hands his, his arm's about four inches From his thigh You're not having that? No I'm not having it at all Not. And he's very very quick To blow the whistle It looked like he couldn't wait To blow, to give up We had a similar one First game of the season Against Clyde The guy's headed it back Behind their defender Who's got his hand Behind the back Going away from goal To our own defender And the referee gave it And he just like, Can apologise And just says oh. that's, that's the new rule Well Sean Clare takes it And he hits the post and I was just waiting for that to be Are retaken it? Because we've got all sorts of new rules on that But I don't think so I think he spotted an infringement uh, The other way, has he? Bobby Madden He missed um, against us as well in the shootout So we're just going to see it again Sean Clare steps up Hits the post 
I'm just waiting to find out specifically It's because he's um, hit it again uh, he's the Ah of course that's what it is It's come back to Sean Clare He tries to put the rebound in off the post um, And the whistle goes So let off for Motherwell If they were yeah. feeling hard done by Yeah but uh, Do you think that's a penalty? I thought it was a penalty Yeah, right. I, I think under the, the, the rules as they stand now He's got to give it Right we better get working on these t- the teaser answers Because you've got three to get And as you can hear the music's playing Quickly let's go Right one of them's a Still a coach With the Scottish FA He's not the manager But he's not Far off it In age oh, group wise Scott Gemmell Scott Gemmell Akechi Anya Yes And the last one I mean he's he's from up here I think he's from the Coat Bridge area But he's never played up here uh, Small midfielder English Championship Bannon Barry Bannon Barry Bannon Well done Thank you Hugh Keevans And Craig Beattie Darren Young Thanks for joining us yes. Hope it's a, a, a good day for you on Sunday uh, Without being accused of wanting East Fife to win the game We hope you enjoy the occasion <laughs> Too late for that you said it now Too late uh, for that It's Motherwell nil Hearts nil. We'll give you all the fallout from that game And a good cup day tomorrow from 2 o'clock Make sure you join us GBX Friday's up next Scoreboard with Thompson's personal injury solicitors, the form team for compensation for more than 40 years. Talk to Thompson's.com.